Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with hopes. Shana Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shana Thornton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton on this awesome and dynamic Tuesday evening. Thank you for joining us tonight. We are so thrilled you have opted to spend this time with us, and you surely will not be disappointed. You know, this national radio show caters to all communities. Let's Talk America brings an array of topics and celebrity guests to the table. We do aim to deliver groundbreaking and original programming that will hopefully influence lives in a game-changing manner. Our featured conversations are relevant to our listening audience. That's you. Stay connected with this show, and please share us with everyone you happen to know. We are doing quite well. The ratings are very, very well, growing growing each and every Tuesday night. And I certainly value your commitment to staying connected with this family radio talk show. I love it. Real talk for real people. That's our tagline on this show. Real talk for real people. Listen in right now to hear from just a few of our dynamic listeners. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We are very grateful to have you on board each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Do you want to get on the air to say hello? Do you have pertinent community news to share with a national listening audience? Simply email the radio show at letstalkshana at gmail.com. One email takes care of everything. Remember to email us photographs to post on our popular Wall of Fame page on Instagram. We would love to hear from you and connect with you. Please connect with us on Instagram by searching Let's Talk America Radio Show. If you are on the famous Facebook, simply search Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. And lastly, if you tweet on Twitter, join us by searching SS Thornton. Remember, if all else fails, just Google us, and you are bound to find the show on social media. We are busy on social media because we know you are, and we would love to share our exclusive news with you as a listener and supporter of the show. Let's move forward with tonight's programming. Tonight, right now, it's going down. We have the very funny and well-known comedian, Kelly Howard, with us. Kelly Howard, she is a hot, talented young comedian out there right now. We will be discussing her life, inspirations, and just how she is able to be as 
funny as she is. I am so excited. I have seen her all over the television lately. She is truly one talented woman. She will keep a smile on your face, no doubt. No one will want to miss this show. Very hilarious. Connect with all of your friends and tell them it's going down right now. Join us. This show is jam-packed, and it's only 30 minutes long, so let's keep pushing ahead. Right now, we will go over our words of inspiration for tonight's show. The great poet Oscar Wilde once said, Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Again, the poet Oscar Wilde once said, Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Be you. Let's welcome our celebrity guest for tonight's show. And I am so honored to welcome her. This woman is so funny. Kelly Howard is considered the girl next door that everyone loves to know. She's funny, energetic, vibrant, silly, talkative, intense, peaceful, spontaneous, and creative. As a comic, she gives you more than just a show. She has been featured on TBS with the Pauly Shore's Hot Girls of Comedy. She has opened for the very funny and famous Cat Williams during the taping of American Hustler. And in 2010, Kelly Howard was featured on Comedy Central's Russell Simmons Presents Stand Up. She has also been featured on the very popular and critically acclaimed Nickelodeon Nick Mom's Night Out which is a stand-up showcase catered to the hardest working women in the world, which a lot of people consider to be moms. Her signature saying is, laughter takes the pain away. Do yourself a favor and laugh today. Kelly Howard has gained a lot of fame uh, in recent years, and she has big dreams to continue, and she wants to live each and every day to the fullest. Listen in right now. Listeners for Let's Talk America, please help me welcome the one and only, the very talented and funny, Kelly Howard. Hello, Kelly. How are you this evening? I am amazing. (laughs) You are an amazingly funny, may I add. We are so excited to have you on the program tonight because I can tell you this, you keep me laughing and so many of the listeners of this show, you are just so, so gifted at what you do and we're excited to spotlight your career and truly your gift. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that was an amazing intro. (laughs) You deserve it. You certainly deserve it. Now, Kelly, tell us about the journey to becoming the talented and very hilarious uh, comedian Kelly Howard. Oh, my God. It's so less complicated than the question. Um, (laughs) I was naturally just a class clown. I was that kid. I was the kid that made fun of everybody, the teachers, whatever I could. I mean, I was a, I was an attention getter. Okay. I needed to have all the attention on me. And so I did that by class clowning, basically. And uh, all throughout high school, I was, I disrupted classes. I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was actually pretty bad. I got 
kicked out of two high schools. Don't tell nobody. Uh, <laughs> a uh, and I, I finally, like, got myself together uh, in my senior year. That's when I made a transition. Wow. And when they that... told me I wasn't going to graduate. Uh-oh. So, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm not gonna graduate. I can't be that. I can't be that 19 year old senior, you know. So that's when I decided that I needed to uh, get myself together. And when I graduated high school, I always knew that I would go into the arts. Okay. You know, I always knew that I would do like, uh, but I was more so into acting and theater okay. and uh, that type of stuff. You know. I see. Uh, more of an escape, actually, from my reality. So acting, you can play somebody else. It's okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so I did that, and I was studying at Columbia at the time, and I was working at Foot Locker. Okay. Um, and some Hispanic people had came in to the store, and I asked them, did they need any help? I was like, do you need help with anything? And the lady was like, oh, sorry, me no speak no English, me no speak no English. You know, and I'm like, okay, well, then I guess I can't help you, you know, and that's what I'm thinking. Okay. So they walk to the front of the store, and as they're about to leave, they start speaking perfect English. Like, what are we going to eat? I don't know. Are you hungry? What you want? And I'm like, they lied to me. You know? so I spent, like, the next 15, 20 minutes just talking about them. I'm pretty sure I was racist. I don't know. But I did oh, no. pretty harsh stuff. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And then uh, it, it just happened to be a comedy promoter in there at the time. And he was like, hey, do you do stand-up? Because you are hilarious. Okay. And I was like, no. I was like, I'm a, I'm an actress. I said, I'm studying at Columbia right now. Uh, I've never done stand-up in my life. And he was like, you have to try stand-up. He was like, are you willing to do it? Because I can get you a stage. I can give you five minutes if you're willing. And I was like, hey, I'm willing to do anything. And okay. I did it, and it was amazing. Like, I've never felt anything like it before. Mm. And you obviously have yeah. achieved success from it. So it just goes to show you that the opportunity to display our gifts are always around us. And working at Foot Locker, and then from there now you're known. You're all over. You're on Nick Moms. You're Comedy Central. Everyone knows your name. And you've really had, I would say, a fast-bound career because you're still fairly young. Uh, you know what? If you compare me to Beyonce, I'm not that young as far as my career, but I'll take it. Um, <laughs> you know, when I look at it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, why am I not there? But uh, I am fairly young, and I had to accept, I had to realize that, because that's a difficult thing to realize, that I am still in my early 30s. Yes. You look at your surrounding peers that are comfortable in their careers, like Beyonce, or like um, some of the younger female comedians that are more well-known than me, and you, you sometimes you want to compare yourself and judge yourself, but okay. the path that I've taken in life, the things that I've been through, has helped create this comedian that you see today. Yes. So I'm glad that I'm this age, I'm glad that I went through what I went through in my early 20s and yes. in my late 20s into today, because now the things that I talk about on stage are so universal. Everybody from age 18 all the way up to 88 yes. can have related to me on some level of what I'm talking about. And mm. that's what I love is the universalness that I've, I don't know if universalness is the word, but the universality <laughs> I don't know, that I've, 
that I've established throughout those years. Oh, wow. And, and that truly is the opportunity or the option, rather, Kelly, to be relatable to other people. Now, Kelly, how does comedy impact the average person's life from your perspective? Um, comedy is so healing. It's so releasing. Like, I found that when, when somebody's going through something or when I'm going through something, um, and you say that, you know, like say you're crying or something yes. or you're having a moment and, and you're, 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 you know, somebody died or, okay. I don't know, whatever, and you're having a moment and then it, somebody says something that's unexpected and funny. Yes. That relief, that laughter for that moment it really helps you deal with the impact of whatever just happened. It, it helps you say, you know what, it's not all that bad. Okay. Even yes. though it may be bad at the time, it's not all that bad. And I can honestly say that because I've experienced loss, um, okay. you know, on massive levels. Okay. And during that time, being able to result to want to do stand-up, being able to get on that stage and seeing other people having gone through whatever they're going through, their financial uh, issues, their yeah. work issues, their maybe their abusive relationship issues, whatever it is they're going through at home, okay. seeing them sitting right there in front of me and laughing and accepting that, it's almost like a, a silent exchange mm. of, of togetherness and of help. We're helping each other. They're helping me by laughing at me. I'm helping them by giving them laughter. Wow. So we, we have this, this, this universal connection that, we don't even subconsciously think about. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's something that's way beyond us. Yes. I've never about. I've never heard it described as a silence exchange, but that's powerful, Kelly. In a way, it's almost therapy for individuals to really have a break, uh, that hiatus from whatever they may be going in, going on in their real life, huh? Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Like, I've been to therapy, and I'm like, uh, yeah, you don't work. So <laughs> <laughs> lighter you know, side of life. You know, Kelly, what inspires your ingenious comedy? I've always got to ask I when mean, I speak to artists or actors. Hmm? You said I couldn't hear you. Hmm? you, said, hear you. Oh, I said, what inspires your ingenious comedy? What, what, what inspires it? Um, I think I've just always, I've had a very painful life. Okay. Growing up in a household, uh, I grew up with my grandmother. Uh, I didn't live with my mother until I was 11 because okay. she, was, she had a drug addiction issue. And uh, even though my father was in the house with my grandmother, I lived with – and you know what? I grew up thinking I lived with my daddy, and I didn't. I lived with my grandma, and my daddy lived with my grandma too. It was really weird. Okay. Uh, but growing up, um, <laughs> with that disconnection of a parent, basically, all I had was my grandmother. And I was the youngest in a house of 15 people. Oh, wow. A bunch of cousins. And they were all older, though, so I played with an imaginary friend. I didn't really have any connection to anything. Okay. It was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of pain and a lot of uh, emptiness and a lot of loneliness that was surrounding me. Yeah. And the only way I dealt with that was laughter and, and 
creating things to make myself laugh with, whether it was with me and my imaginary friend or whether it was me writing the story yeah. and forcing my grandmother to sit down and listen to it, like, listen to the story. I just make the story up, and it's so funny. You know, <laughs> like, that inspired me to be okay, okay. in my situation. You know, and then mm. growing up, as I got older and I moved with my mother, me and her really had a disconnect because I just didn't feel like I knew her. I, I didn't feel like we had anything in common. I didn't feel like she understood me. Um, and then I, I had a son at 16, okay. and then he ended up passing away oh. two months later. And that just, I went right back to school and became that class clown. And the, the laughter and the acceptance from my peers gave me validation, okay. you know, even in the moments of my emptiness. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's just always like that type of, those type of situations, like those painful experiences, knowing that I can say something and people receive it regardless mm. of how ignorant I may, how ignorant it may be. Because I may say some things that are <laughs> not necessarily appropriate at times. You know, people like, now why would she say that? But that one person that laughed at it validates it. It's like, <laughs> they were going to laugh. It, I don't care if you laugh, but they were And, you know, which makes comedy subjective, obviously. Yes. Um, and because of that, I think that's what's continued to, that's what's continued to push me and inspire me to be creative and, and to really be fearless. You know, that's mm. like my, my 2014 attitude. I've been taking yoga. Oh, my God, I've made it. It was just amazing <laughs> how I think. I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm from the hood. I've had yoga. I've had hummus. I've made it in life. You know what I mean? Like, this is huge. Um, but the hummus is what makes it that way, huh? <laughs> exactly, right. Who has hummus? Like, it's, I ask people all the time, I'm like, what is hummus? <laughs> Therapeutically, that heals me. 
Yes. And I mean, I know that's kind of selfish, but <laughs> it is. It's kind of selfish, but it does. It heals me. It helps me stay focused and, and creative and honest with myself, yes. which makes me happy. Well, you know, Kelly, and I will say so, this on a serious note, listening to you and your life story and your journey through life, it truly is a testimony because you think of uh, everything that you've gone through that you so beautifully shared with us just now, but still able to put on a positive attitude and say, you know, when it's all said and done, I'm still going to laugh. I'm still going to have the time of my life and make the fullest of this opportunity. And that's what's beautiful about your life and also your comedy. And I think that's why you resonate with so many uh, you know, comedian fans or uh, comedy fans out there because you make it relatable and they say, you know what, I've been through those things. And it is nice to be able to smile and laugh somewhat at life. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. I've, I've had so many people come up to me and was like, you know what, I never thought about it like that. I never was able to laugh at that. And I've been through so much, very similar to you. And just from your looking at it from your aspect like that's true it's mm. okay to, to laugh at it yeah. you know a lot of people get uptight because we're socialized to believe that some things aren't funny or some things aren't aren't you know but if you think about it back into the Shakespearean days that's where his comedy came from like if somebody got killed or stoned they laughed at that mm, that's the wow. type of stuff that Shakespeare wrote about that's what that, like that was his dramatic comedy and that's wow. where comedy comes from, drama. Mm. That's where it stems from. Mm. So it's never gonna be, it's never gonna be ha ha pop, everything's fine. Okay. It's always gonna be rooted in some type of pain or some type of um, reality that somebody doesn't want to face. Mm. You know, when I went through uh, my my second, well, my my I had I have three children. Okay. My second daughter was born perfectly fine. I had her at 19, okay. and she's 13 today. Wow. And then when I was 29, yeah, yeah, she's bigger. I got a teenager. This is crazy. <laughs> my dad. Um, like, and, it, and you know what? The thing about her, and I'm going to get to my daughter, but the thing about my 13-year-old my is, like, you know, she gets her little menstrual period now. Okay. And, yeah, and, you know, I would expect her attitude to be, like, really crappy, like, seven days okay. you know, or whatever, but her attitude is crappy. 23 days that she's not on her period, and at seven days is when she's the nicest. Kelly. Like, like, I just want you to be on your period all month. <laughs> Topics you wouldn't think we'll talk about, we'll talk about here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so then I had another daughter at 29. Okay. And Heaven uh, was born at eight months, and I just went through so much health issues okay. with her in and out of the hospital. We stayed in the hospital for the first 10 months of her life. Oh. But while I was there, I would notice like a lot of other parents, they would just, I mean, they would just soak. They would just bring all this energy, negative energy around their children. They, they would bring this worry oh. and this um, pain. Yes. And this, you know, and I would see so many parents in the hospital. And it's just, you can't, to me, I think that you are not giving that child the confidence to plow through this illness. Okay. If you bring them worry and you bring them stress and, and, and you bring them doubt and your and your expectations of them, you have to give them. They don't know. Kids are born like a blank slate. They don't know nothing. Okay. You have to give them what you want them to know. And so with my daughter, the nurses would always, like, they would be so inspired by the fact that I would crack jokes. Okay. You know, mm. I would do things to make everybody laugh, even the doctors. They would come in there and they would be doing their rounds, 
And I mean, they could tell me something as devastating as we don't think she's going to make it. And, okay. you know, I'll crack a joke okay. about that. Um, I'll say something to lighten the mood. Okay. Because I understand what your expectations are, and I understand what my expectations yeah. are for her. Yes, do I want her to live? Absolutely. If she doesn't live, do I think it's the end of the world? No. I think that she was brought into my life mm. for a reason. Okay. In a season, and she was supposed to teach me something. Mm. And whatever it is that I, I, I'm going to learn during that time, once I've learned it, she may move on. And that's something that I had to accept. And at 15 months, she did move on. Okay. And I accepted that. Okay. Do I mourn her death at times? Absolutely. But do I know that she gave me a, a lesson and a strength? that I wouldn't have been able to get any other way. I could have gotten a car accident and been a paraplegic, and mm. I would not have learned what I learned from the 15 months of having no mm. realness. Beautiful. You know, it's just it's just so, it's just, to me, I think that lightening up the mood and, and bringing that laughter and that funny to every aspect of life, no matter how detrimental it is, that's what makes the lesson well learned. Beautiful. To me. Beautiful. Kelly, I, I, I can already answer this question, but I'm going to ask it to you. Are you funny at home? Because you're hilarious in conversation and in official interviews, but at home, are you funny too? Or is that where you sort of say, this is my break, I, I need a break from all of this, but I'm funny on the outside world? Tell us. What do you think? <laughs> I think yes. <laughs> and you are absolutely incorrect. I am not funny at home. What? Actually... Yes, it's crazy. People always expect people when people meet me or they come into my element, they always think that, oh my God, this is gonna be a great moment. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, no, it's not. I am turned off right now. So, uh, so you're not so, funny at home. On, <laughs> at home, I'm just, I'm just not. I don't, I don't. I'm always working. I I'm see. always writing. I'm always reading, trying to educate myself. And when I say I'm reading, like I don't read, like oh. The Comic Genius book or whatever, whatever. <laughs> I do read books in regards to my craft. I see. I read a lot of books about random stuff. I Hinduism, see. Buddhism, uh, feminism, um, <laughs> World War II. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, wow. So, uh, yeah, like uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I see. Uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankl. I see. I, mean, I read a lot of just random so I'm, I'm, I'm actually very serious. I wow. So, so you're versatile. So you're right. So don't always assume that you'd be, ha, 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 I'm on right now. We've just got a few more seconds. But very quickly, uh, who's your favorite comedian? Oh, my favorite, absolute yes. favorite uh, would have to be Richard Pryor okay. from his story. Have you ever, do you know the Richard Pryor story? Yes, yes. And, and I mean, a very uh, interesting and dynamic life, very much so. God, he went through, when I read his book, I was like, I couldn't believe that at age seven, like, he had been raped. I, I like, I would have never thought that. Mm. Just to know all the stuff that he went through, it really inspired me to keep on the journey that I'm on as far as my creativity. Yeah. Uh, it stems from pain. Everything yeah. is stemmed from pain. The only thing that we don't have in common is uh, the drug addiction. Like, I'm very in the gym, yoga, I see. stuff like that. I strictly stay away from drugs just because Smart. my parents growing up Smart. with drugs. If you weren't a comedian, what would you be? Dead. Wow. 
period. There's nothing else in mm, the world that I can do. Then that's what it is. And like, you're very like I'll be an actress, okay, and a model and all that other stuff once I make it. Obviously, you know, radio and I mean I'll, yes. I'll be able to definitely create different avenues for my comedy. Okay, but as far as after I've experienced this, it's kind of like I'm an I'm an addict to comedy. Like it, I that, see. You know, that's like you experience that first hit. It's like this was my first hit, and I can never ever ever be anything. Else. Wow, that that that's an interesting that's an interesting way to describe it. <laughs> Kelly, we've got to get know, out right? of here. <laughs> we have to get out of here with a very hilarious and gifted uh, and oh, just a hot uh, comic right now on the scene, Kelly Howard. Listeners of Let's Talk America, Kelly, tell our listeners how they can find out more about you. Are you on Twitter? Are you on Facebook? Are you on Instagram? Of course, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. <laughs> um, this is a social world now. What I know. Uh, my name, though, and, and a lot of people don't know how to spell my name because my parents are like, well, we're going to name her Kelly. Oh, but they may think she's white. Okay, slap an E on the end. <laughs> now it's spelled um, K-E-L-L-Y-E, uh, Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. Yes. And that's all of my social network is the same. So if you go on Instagram, I'm Kelly Howard. If you go on Twitter, I'm Kelly Howard, at Kelly Howard. Um, Facebook, I'm uh, at what well, I think it's real Kelly Howard on Facebook. Okay. But if you just type in Kelly Howard, it'll come up. And uh, yeah, that's me. And if you ever forget how to spell my name, I can I can do this little rap that used to be on my my voicemail when I was sixteen. Take us out with it. Like E. Take it. You reached <laughs> Kelly with an E. Yep, that's me. And if you want to leave a message, please feel free, and I'll call you back whenever it's received. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Keep it brief. <laughs> a funny comic and a rapper. We love you here at Let's Talk America, Kelly. Thank you, and have a great evening. Thank you. We are headed out, but we will see you next Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. More hot topics and celebrity guests coming your way. Stay connected with us. We'll see you soon. Enjoy your week. Bye. Bye.